Network Michigan State Podcast. I am Tyler Hayward. Be sure to check us out on Inc. Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Uh, like the Facebook page. You have access to all of our other shows uh, on that. Talk with Dan about the Tigers podcast. I know Nate and I just dropped our betting podcast. Brian and Mike going to be dropping Lions podcasts. Like uh, they're often dropping on the injured reserve. So you can see that. But right now, I have Thomas Wright, former Michigan State safety. Thomas, how are you doing, your brother? I'm good, man. What's going on? Oh, uh, not much. I'm uh. I'm trying to figure out how to fix Michigan State's defense, and you being a safety, I think uh, you uh, might have something to say about this. It was kind of funny because the other day when I asked if you were available, I wasn't asking necessarily for an interview, but you said you'd do it. And uh, I was just asking if you were available to be a defensive coordinator. Talk to, me, talk to me a little bit about this Michigan State defense because I know we talked before the season and we talked about how – Michigan State, Mel Tucker said that he was going to run multiple defenses. We saw a little bit against Washington. We saw some 4-3, but we've not really seen it this year. He said there's going to be a schematic change in the press conference. Are you buying this? Is it a schematic issue? Is it a player issue? Break it down for me. Well, I know, uh, Tyler, first off, I appreciate you having me on again, but uh... – Right now, what people don't understand, too, we do have some significant injuries. And I know a lot of people will right. say, you know, next man up, which it should be like that. Because when I played in 99, if somebody went down, I mean, the next man up, you got to go. So, yeah. I mean, you look at injuries, we had significant injuries, and then we fall off at a certain point, you know, when, when, you, when we look at that point. Um, but for the most part, man, um, scheme-wise, I don't I, – I, it's different, man, because, I mean, I, I remember talking to you uh, early in the week and, like, we have players, but it seems like we're not in the right spots or, you know, we, we're doing a lot of chasing, yeah. you know. And, I mean, one thing I do, and I talk to Coach Barnett, you know, good guy. I talk to him all the time. And, right. And he's been around too. But my thing is, you know, and it's, it's, you got, it's got to come from the, the coordinator. But we're looking at this, the, the corners. I'll, I'm trying to figure out why, we, why we're bailing on, you know, it's, it's second and five and we're opening up, giving them a lane because you got to think, they killed us. On the ten yard outs, mm-hmm. every time they they ten yard out, ten yard outs, and I understand we we, we play almost like a, a cover four, like a it's, it's like cover four with the, with the middle linebackers you know chasing the cross or whatnot, but at the same time, it's, I'm wondering why why we don't just you know get up you know man up it's over the top because uh, Williams uh, Williams and and Speed probably. The two biggest corners in the Big Ten. I'm telling you, we got some big, long corners, man. And Brantley's put on some weight. He's looking better, you know. But I would think that with the corners we have, make them beat us over the top. Don't give them the under, you know, the underneath stuff. I, I know we want to give up the short and not the long, but that seems like the the, the, the game the teams have against us right now. They they just waiting for us to do that press bell up, and then we're giving them a two way. They'll they'll run the corner off and run the uh, out route right behind it. So, I mean, they've been killing us for the last few games with that. Yeah, and, I mean, that, that was one of my questions. Is it the scheme or the players? Because Brantley looks good in coverage. Kendall Brooks looks great coming in for uh, Henderson. Um, I know he had 18 tackles the other day. and I mean, well, That's not good for a safety to have 18 tackles. 
Yeah, I was going to say, you can speak to it as, uh, you know, playing his position, like, what that's like. But, I mean, you have have Essie's, I mean, Brantley, like I said, Brantley's about the only one that looks good out there, actually, in coverage. But you have three SEC corners in Ambrose, Pete, and Williams that I feel like they should have the athleticism to, you know, hang with these guys one-on-one. I mean, they have it. They have you can look. I mean, speed look like somebody drew him out of a car out of a comic book. You know, like the guy's rip look, you know, crazy. But at the same time, you have to play. You have to, you have to play what what the coach is calling. You know, because you can't go rogue and 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 be out there just trying to do your own thing. Now, sometimes you have to take chances, and then that comes in with uh with communication. Because if 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 I'm a corner in the safety, and I know, prime example, prime example, when we played. Uh, Dave, David Carr in uh, Silicon Valley Bowl uh, mm-hmm. way back when. Uh, me and Roger Maples, they kept hitting us on the out route. Kept, they kept running the Smash 7, which a lot of teams run, us on, run, on, run on us now. And Mapes came to me. He said, he say, Thomas, I'm going to jump this route. I see because they were driving. David Carr was driving in to win the game. He said, I'm going to jump this route, man. They keep, they keep throwing this out route. And, you know, we communicated and he- – Oh, he told me, he said, T, I'm going to do it now. I said, all right. I got over. I was supposed to go to middle field. I went ahead and got over top of him, and he jumped the route, picked it off, you know, and we, you know, win the game. Well, you know, hold the ball, we got duck it, we win the game, you know. But that's something that has to be done amongst each other. You know, you got to have communication between everybody, you know. And I think, you know, guys are still trying to learn the system and play in the system because we still got a couple, a few new guys. So, Sometimes it's hard to think on the run, you know, like, you know, for instance, my, my freshman year too, like just thinking on the run was hard because I didn't want to mess up a plate. So you never know. It could be the, the comfort zone of them knowing what's going on. Because if, if you see a guy that's like, like speed, that's, you know, a, a freak of athlete. I, I so I think one thing that, you know, the repetitions and, 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 and they just, you know, keep repeating the plays. I think that's why we haven't seen the different schemes and the different uh, 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 defenses that coach is talking about. If you have guys still trying to learn the basic, uh, the basics of the, of the, of your, of your, I mean, it's hard to throw different schemes and different and different looks in there because now they're going to get fused and you're really going to be looking bad. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I got to ask you the question because this is what everybody's talking about. And uh, that's, is this the last year we see Scotty Hazelton because of the uh, lack of success running his game? I, man, you know, I, I don't know, but I'll tell you what, just going to the game uh, last week and when the head coach is standing by the D coordinator and they're discussing, I guess they were discussing, you know, what's going on. That's ah, not a good look. Yeah, yeah, because you know you you never see the head coach go over to the D coordinator during the game and continuously you know go over and say hey you know like like he's checking to see what's going on or, or what we're running you know that that's not a good look because the coordinator just supposed to run it the coach is supposed to just sit back and you know and observe and then make corrections as it go. Yeah. What, what, it is it impossible to fix this during the season is this something we have to wait to the bye week um is this 
because you hear Scotty Hazelton in his press conference, and he's talking about how it's inches, but it seems like it's 50 yards, you know, <laughs> um, that we're giving up at a time. Is it possible to correct something like this? Uh, yeah, it's possible, man. I mean, people forget what's this game number four coming up. Uh, yeah, uh, game five uh, coming up. Game five, game five. Um, I mean, it's possible to correct, but until you know, uh, you know, a tough Maryland team that, that gave Michigan all they can handle, and then after that, we got to. You know, Button out here a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, the offense is struggling too. Um, but and you have people. I I think it's a very vocal minority, rather, that are calling for Noah Kim to play over Peyton Thorn. I I'm just curious if you've seen any of that in your thoughts. Well, I mean. Uh, Noah Ken, I mean, when I seen him get in the game and throw that one touchdown, I was like, Ooh, who is this? You know? Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was, I was excited. But then again, uh, Peyton Thorne, and they're going to ride the senior out until, you know, until he just truly, until they truly, truly feel that, you know, he's gave it his all and we need to change. Now, I wouldn't mind them, you know, throwing Noah in and, and running some plays for him to get him, you know, acclimated and like, but uh, Peyton, I, I feel like Peyton Thorne is going to be the guy, and they're not going to just try to say, hey, you know, let's put Noah in because if they if they were to do that right now, kind of you know just uh, like frustration in the towel. With, yeah, it's like giving up, man. Too early, too early. Yeah, and I mean that's the thing. I I don't think Peyton Thorne just. I mean, I know he's not playing well. I, I don't think he just magically sucks, though. I think it's him trying to do too much. Yeah, I agree. If that if that makes any sense. You know, he's trying to compensate for the offense or compensate for the defense in one regard because it's 7 nothing every time he gets the ball first. And then you run it on the first two plays. And now all of a sudden he's faced with a third and nine and he's trying to force it because he saw what happened against Washington. Yeah, and I, I, think, I think this past game, You got to make that decision and just let it go. Uh, I seen that, and then uh, I don't know if it was a call play for him on the goal line, but when he pulled the ball on the goal line and decided to run it, I mean, if you look how he had the ball tucked, that was set up for disaster, you know. Yeah. And I know he's a uh, uh, all all right average, you know, runner, but at the same time, I mean, we're on the goal line. Running game has been decent so far. Just give it to the running back. And let's see if he can get it. You know, that's why he's the running back. You know, yeah. and I and and I think Thorne is kind of trying to do too much, trying to compensate for last year. But this is a whole nother year. You know, nine is gone, so he's doing his thing. So we got to, we got to compensate for what we got now, and not just uh, rely on the past because the past is gone. So we got to focus on what we got now, and we got to work with what we got. You know, you got to trust your guys. Yeah. yeah. When you look at uh, when you look at this weekend's game specifically. You know, Maryland's defense seems much improved. Their offense, obviously, we know what they look like yeah. with uh, Talia Tungavaloa. We, I mean, just looking at their backup in spare minutes when 
Tungavaloa was banged up and on the sideline. Uh, he looked like he had some zip on the ball and had control of the offense and everything else. Maryland was still trying to win that game or at least yeah. uh, make it look like it was within a score. Uh, their defense looks good. Wh- where does Michigan State have the advantage? Uh, I think our offense is going to have to put up points, you know, because Maryland have, do, does have a decent, a decent pass game, you know, and um, they're going to they're gonna attack us. They're going to attack us. And but you know, I, I say this, Tyler. Go back. Is what people fail to realize it's not all on the secondary because right. you, you need that pass rush up front. Everybody's blaming right. the DBs, the DBs, DBs, but people are not talking about how we just had a Big Ten two time Big Ten player of the week and we haven't seen him since then. You know, yeah. um, we got, uh, you know, and like Jacob Slade's been out and yeah, we, we got injuries and, you know, we. We have to have that pass rush. We have to have that linebacker play, you know, make them throw the ball, you know, inside so the linebackers make plays, you know. So it's a team game. And, and you know, I just had to say that because I know a lot of people sit and talk about the DBs all the time and the safeties and all this stuff. And me playing the position, I believe me, I had my fair share of losing that Michigan State. <laughs> but <laughs> at the same time, you know, it's, it's, it's 11 men on the field. 11 men have to play. 11 men must do their job, you know, to win. So I just I just want to put it out there that you know we can't just keep saying the DBs. It's 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 pretty much right. everybody. But back to what I was saying. Um, yeah. So uh, Maryland, I, I know they're gonna they're gonna try to attack just like pretty much just like uh, Washington and 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 uh, and other guys. But we just we we just got to get gritty, man. You know what what they say? We got to keep chopping. And my thing is, you're gonna have good plays. You're gonna have bad plays. But one thing coaches used to tell me is Fido, forget it and drive on. And I think sometimes we live in the past, like, oh, man, I messed up. And the other play is going on. We got to forget that and just go. Make a mistake and keep going. Yeah, it's a, I, it's one of those matchups where, you know, you look at the beginning of the season and uh, you see Michigan State projected seven and a half wins and you're like, okay, they got one against Maryland. All of a sudden, Maryland uh, favored by six and a half. Uh, who you got this weekend? Why? Um, I love you. If we won last week, I'd have had a wonderful answer for you. But, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I mean, if we come out and play our game, we if we come out and play our game, and not BS around with turnovers, and not BS around with you know letting the guys catch underneath and 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 chasing tackles instead of making the tackle up front. I think. I think we got a good chance. I know what they got us at six. They got us uh, plus six, I think. Plus six and a half. Plus six and a half. Yeah, so um, I'm pretty sure we'll cover. But then again, I mean, I, I bleed green, man. So I'm going to have to go with my Spartans, man. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm I, thinking I this I, is – sorry, I, go I, ahead. I, no, I remember I told you 11-1 at the beginning of the season. Oh, that's my fault. Yeah. I, was, I was feeling good. Oh, uh, everybody was feeling good at the beginning of the season. But I don't know. I, th- I think it's like some sort of like epidemic or whatever in, in the state of Michigan because I was feeling good about the Tigers before that season started. And I mean, they're oh, yeah. doing okay now, but it's yeah, a little too late. Uh, I Yeah, I, I felt good about the Lions. And I mean, there's still a chance, but... I mean, they have just everybody dropping off with injuries right now. It's just like I, I'm worried Michigan State's going to end up like that, and the Pistons are going to end up like that. And just 
the wings and you know I, I was feeling good about everybody just making that step forward that progress and now i'm just starting to think like man this is gonna suck yeah we, but, we uh, gotta wait it out man i think i think the lions are gonna do pretty good this year you know so yeah um, just from the little stuff i've seen you know from an outsider you know I, um, I really think that it's they, they're, they're going to do better, man. I know the injuries, the injury bug is everywhere. So, but I, I think the Lions are really going to do better than last year. Hey, well, they got, they got K nine this weekend, so we'll we'll see how that goes. <laughs> but uh, yeah, one. I I think Michigan State can can win this game. Like it's six and a half, and I saw the spread, and I was like, I thought it'd be maybe three, three and a half, because um, I don't know if. I mean, Maryland obviously has the firepower, and I mean, shoot, Tanner Morgan had the firepower since Michigan State. Um, but I don't. But Maryland likes to stay a little more balanced than people realize. Yeah. And I, Michigan State's rush defense, barring the health of Barrow, and if hopefully Slade can come back, Bogle I think went down like twelve times last week, and mm-hmm. hopefully he's okay, okay now. But I think you have an opportunity there to force Maryland into some turnovers because I don't think they're going to be able to run the ball like they have. Yeah, and that's the biggest thing. The key is getting turnovers. I mean, we've been, we, we've been producing turnovers, but we just got to capitalize on them. Yeah, yeah, that's obviously, you know, the one thing that you uh, definitely want to do. Um, I, I want to get your thoughts on one more thing here before I let you go. Okay. And that's the people that are uh, talking about Tucker's contract. Now, it obviously is a table setter for a lot of other coaches who it's more about demand than uh, what they've shown thus far. And, I mean, that's not a shot at Tucker. I mean, guy had an 11-win season, but he had, you know, the COVID year, the year before, uh, was 5-7 and seven in Colorado. That's the extent of his head coaching experience at the college level. Um you know, there, there's a lot of people saying it was a mistake, a lot of people saying that type of stuff. And I just want – I'm going to give you the floor, man, uh, and say what you want to say because, well, I feel like me personally, it's one of those situations where I'm, uh, I'm still okay with the contract because he's still developing the program. This is pretty much year two because he had D'Antonio's guys year one. Mm-hmm. And because he came in at the eleventh hour and he didn't really get in the off season, and then you throw in, like I said, he's still trying to build it up. I might have some concerns about it next year if, if <laughs> Hazelton around if he can't correct this. But I want to get your thoughts on the contract because not only is it the money thing. It's the extent of the contract. It's the or the length of the contract, the ten mm-hmm. years. You, you know, uh, what do you think of that? Well, well people I mean, are first of all, the you know for the people that you know worry about his contract, you know those are the same people that was screaming last year. We need to give him more money. We need to keep him. You know these other co- these other teams are coming to get him. But those those same people, since we're not. Undefeated right now, or just one loss team right now. Those are the same people that saying, "Oh, we just get him out of here. He's not. He's no good." I mean, no offense, but I hear that a lot from Detroit Lions fans. You know, they we're going to Super Bowl this year. This is years our year, and then as soon as they lose one game, you know, they feel like, "Oh man, uh, with the season over with." No, you got 
12, 14 more games left. We got a lot more games left. And my thing is, you know, he's coach is doing much as he can, you know, and I've I've met coach several times on different occasions. And the money doesn't make a person. They, people forget right. he's already won championships at different places. He's been he's been different places, so he knows how to win. Now, <laughs> some people some people sit around and they and and, and you gotta think since D'Antonio's left, we you know, we we had that little stint where, you know, losing seasons, right? So yeah. now he comes in, COVID year, nothing, nothing's done. Then we get, you know, 11-win season with K-9 coming in. But you got to think. You got to give him time to build. He's still building. He's, he's yeah. not – it's not like he came in and brought all the kids from, from down south and said, hey, guys, let's, you know, let's go up here in Michigan, Michigan State and take over. No. We, 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 still, we still got to put in work. Like you said, keep chopping. Now, as far as, you know, the length of his contract, I like it. I'm a Mel Tucker fan. I, I, you know, mm-hmm. do I want him to do better? Yes, of course. Everybody wants him to do better. But sometimes you have to go inside your your coaching staff and move, make, some, make some moves because, like I said, some, some coaches can handle this, this level. Some coaches can't. But that's a tough decision he has to make on his own, you know. And I think he'll do, I think he'll do the right thing coming up. But everybody deserves a chance. And he's giving his chances out right now, and then by next year we'll see what's happening. Yeah, it's I I, I like I like the contract. Um, it's the like I said, my only reservation is you know nothing changed schematically with the players that you have, and I just think you know one one of my things that I talked about on my rant on Monday where I was, I think, a little too emotional still um, was <laughs> I was, you know, as as a coach, you know, I sat there and I, I mean, or level in this basketball, but, you know, certain kids not grasping certain concepts, other kids taking off with it and trying to formulate my game plan about when I'm going to run certain offenses with certain kids that are in. Um, mm-hmm. When you look at, Hazelton, you mentioned that it might just be some of the players just not getting it and understanding it. Is it a, uh, you know, is it a situation where they need to change it up just until they get their guys? I, I, you know, I, I think so because if we're if we're playing, if, just look at the the, the 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 defense. If we're playing the same calls, because you got to think we're not even blitzing like we normally would. Like like last year we blitzed a lot. This year we yeah. we're sitting back and we're waiting. You know, so I, I, you know, I don't know if that's, you know, what's going on as far as, you know, the, I guess the knowledge of the players of, of what's going on, because when you start game planning, you start throwing different stuff in there, it's different. And then if you don't have the basics down, you know, it's, it's not good because Coach Saban, when I, when I was playing with Coach Saban, Coach Saban said, if we can't line up in our base defense and match up against anything that another team is running, we're not ready. We're not ready. We should line up in cover three, and a team can come out in five wide, and we should check, make checks right then and there in that same coverage, and it should be covered. So those, that's one of the things the guys have to have to know that you have to have your basics down before you start throwing in all these, you know, fun tricks, you know. Yeah. And so well, my thing is, if we can just settle down, guys get in the playbook because <laughs> – I mean, I don't know if the NIL got anything to do with it or what, but, you know, some of you guys are getting money. I don't know if they, you know, like, oh, I'm, I'm, I got my money now, so I'm good. So, you know, you never know. You never know what's going on out there. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, guys just need to settle down, get in the playbook, 
you know, and, and just keep fighting, man, because at the end of the day, you know, you're trying to get to the next level. You're trying to win. You, you, you just you're trying to play for your family. You're trying to play for yourself. But at the same time, you got all these naysayers out here that's going to critique everything. So you, they just have to believe in themselves. And I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure we, we can correct you, man. Yeah. Well, you mentioned NIL, and this is just kind of something random off the wall question. You know, not really related to what's going on now. If NIL was around when you were there, is, is there a company in East Lansing you would love to uh, work with? Huh, food wise or, or anything? Um, anything. Man, well, yeah, food wise. Oh, Giorgio's. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Giorgio's, man. My man Timo yeah. over at Giorgio's, man. Oh, my, I used to eat that all the time. All the time. <laughs> I mean, other than that, I would have I took anything, brother. Anything that came through, <laughs> I, I, I would have been good to go. But Giorgio's, the free piece after every game, I'll take it. <laughs> all right. Hey, Thomas, man. I, hey, I appreciate you coming on uh, for the listeners. Like I said, Anthony Ayun is going to be with us tomorrow uh, talking Michigan State basketball. Um, so lots of good stuff. Check out the Great Lakes Sports Network. Like the Facebook page. Thomas, I really appreciate it, brother. Thank you so much. I appreciate you too, man. Thank you. Yep, you have a good one. For Thomas Wright, I'm Tyler Hayward. This is Great Lakes Sports Network MSU Podcast.